The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Pressure throws it to Eckler on the screen. He's got a block to the 10, to the 5, into the end zone. High pass. Did Williams make that catch? My goodness. For a first down, Herbert with time. Now running out of time. Throws on the run. Down the sideline. Caught in the end zone. Keenan Allen for the touchdowns. Throws, and again it's intercepted. And that's Asante Samuel. Here's another one. Oh, watch out. How did it feel when Derwin James absolutely powerbombed the f*** out of on national television? You're listening to the Shock Therapy Podcast with Tyler Lawrence and Zach Alfers. Zach, buddy, I feel hey, like hey, I haven't hey. talked to you in a minute. I'm back. How's baseball going, man? How's this, uh, how's your, uh, your chihuahua or what are they? The <laughs> River cats. River cats, river cats. Baseball season's fun. Um, yeah, we're two homestands in for the river cat season, and May is going to be tough. We have three homestands, so eighteen games in the in the month of May alone. Um, so gearing up for that. Once we get through May, we're forty percent done with the season. So really front loaded with games for us. Um, it's been it's been fun seeing our fans come back to the ballpark, um, making you know making these experiences and. It, Going to work at a, a baseball stadium, um, it, it, it's so much fun. It makes my job so rewarding. I, I've been dealing with a lot of just extracurriculars in, in my personal life, but baseball, sports in general, kind of is my escape for all of that. And uh, yeah, I'm super happy that baseball's back. And then also, more importantly, baseball weather, because I was so sick of these West Coast hailstorms that we were dealing with these last couple of months. Well, it's good to hear your voice, man. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, I did not get a chance to break down defensive backs, um, and we're kind of just we're we're three days away from the draft Thursday. It's draft uh, week, two two and a half days, so it's draft week. I'm excited because I broke down probably a good 150 200 prospects. I did get a chance to watch a lot of these secondary players. I didn't get a chance to to do a pod about it. But um, we got some ballers, and we have we have so much to talk about in terms of draft stuff that's just mm-hmm. going on. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm not sure if you're gonna make it, but uh, Thursday night, um, I'm gonna be talking about picks 21 through 24 uh, on the State Again Network. We're we're having a little draft episode. Belly up. Uh, so, well, yeah, the Belly Up Sports is doing their own kind of draft thing. Uh, it's going to be a live show on both Thursday and Friday or Friday. What is it? Thursday night is the first round. Thursday and then night. Friday. Yeah. And, and then Saturday. So we'll be talking about some belly up uh, draft stuff. Uh, but for this episode, we're going to be talking about a full kind of our own mock draft. Um, kind of get our own takes and thoughts on who's going to do what, who could take who. If you're interested in doing a trade down and you see something that you like, um, go ahead and tell me and I can go ahead and force a trade and we can make that happen. But let's go ahead and let's talk about uh, the first pick on the board, which is going to be the Panthers. And it just doesn't seem like anybody really knows what they're going to be doing there, do they? Uh, well, I, I, 
I feel like the last couple of weeks we we've been when hearing. So here's where I'm at with the Carolina Panthers. They have been in absolute organizational disarray since, you know, the, the height of the Cam Newton years. And even with uh, uh, McCaffrey there the last couple of seasons, they just couldn't, for whatever reason, put it together. And they are in desperate need of quarterback help. So I, I think that's the position that goes. Um, you know, you they brought in Miles Sanders this offseason. They've added Hayden Hurst. So got some more weapons in that offense. They did let DJ Moore go. Um but it, it all centers around this rebuild, getting their new franchise quarterback. Uh, you, you let go of Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, your backup backup has left. You, they did bring in Andy Dalton, but at this point in his career, he's not the the, the godsend, the savior of this organization or any organization. Um, they, they need a quarterback. And I, I think it's Bryce Young. I've heard that's where I'm going with. I think it makes the most sense. I think he has the highest ceiling uh, of these quarterbacks coming in. And from what I've heard, the Panthers love them. Um, it has to be a quarterback. And, and to me, I think Bryce Young goes, number one, I really don't think this draft starts until pick number two. Um, I feel like the Texan pick is, is the one that can kind of go anyway. So I'm going to let you kick that yeah, one. Yeah, so like the Texan, Texans are weird, right? Because they need a quarterback. Davis Mills is not that guy but there's been a lot of talk about them trading out. Uh, there's been talk that CJ Stroud's going to make it out of the top first five picks, which would be crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they are allowed to come out of this draft without a quarterback. Like mm -hmm. there's no way that they trade out at the most important position because you got other teams next year, they're going to be trading away for, picks to get within striking range of a quarterback they get one that just falls on their lap there's no way they can pass on that and I think the big name that's being thrown at them is going to be CJ Stroud if Bryce Young goes first and I'm going to kind of throw a little bit of a curveball because the hot name right now is Anthony Richardson Anthony Richardson oh. has all the measurables uh, like of that that everybody wants at that quarterback position and for whatever reason I don't know why, but C.J. Stroud is not getting the same hype as Anthony Richardson is, even though statistically he's been the better passer. He's got more experience as a starter. But I think Anthony Richardson, you're betting on traits, on measurables, on the big arm, on the 4-4 speed. Uh, and I think that would be the biggest curveball that you might see that nobody else is really projecting that Anthony Richardson is going to go there. I like it. Curveballs right at the beginning of the draft. Uh, this this draft is is interesting because usually you have like a good mm, three or four picks in the top ten. You like solidified. I, I think Bryce Young goes one, but honestly, I, I think anything can go after that. Are are you good with yeah. your pick? Anything yeah, I'm else? good with my pick. I'm picking Anthony Richardson, uh, and I'll just kind of talk a little bit about pick three. I don't think there's any chance the Cardinals sit here. You you think they're you think they're trading? Yeah, I definitely think they're going to trade out. They need so many needs, and it just doesn't seem like they need a high-end, you know, top five pick right now. It just, it just doesn't seem that to me. I don't know what you're going to do, but if so, I'm the Cardinals and I'm that GM, I'm trading back. No, and I think it makes most sense for the, the organization and just for I, – I, I don't love trading back in, in mock drafts. Uh, obviously, a couple happen every, every year, but being able to – 
find trade partners that make sense where the value adds up like that that that's why these guys in, in the front office make the money that they make because their job is difficult so i i think it's much easier to go at the pick order talk about the team's needs I, i'm gonna keep the cardinals here they do need a lot of help now they went and got will hernandez they signed tackle kelvin beecham they need a lot of help they got kyler murray they they believe in him but they Arizona Cardinals have one of the worst rosters right now. I think in in, in the league. Um, so for me, I think if they stay put, they need to address. I I think the most important position next is going to be uh, edge defender. So many good quarterbacks right now in the NFL. Um, I think you see the first non quarterback go at three and. I think Will Will Anderson to me is the pick for the Cardinals. I think he makes a lot of sense. A very very productive three year career at a, a blue chip school like Alabama. Two hundred seven pressures during his his collegiate career. Six four, two hundred forty three pounds. Everything you're looking for. Um, he 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 is a player that's going to help jumpstart the Arizona Cardinals rebuild because that's ex- absolutely what they need to be in. They need to be in, in full rebuild mode. Um, I think. Will Anderson, adding him, he he does a lot for for a roster who's in absolute disarray right now. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I mean, a lot of people have him projected as being the top uh, defensive player off the board, um, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, I think that the Colts, who I've got next, uh, are also going to go after quarterback. Uh, they kind of have to, and I think C.J. Stroud falling into their laps is just such luck that they could potentially have there. Um, you're talking about a player who completed 73% of his passes last season at adjusted completion rate and had one of the most stacked offenses at Ohio State, uh, one of the most dynamic offenses through the air. Uh, CJ Stroud is definitely – the Colts are picking up a quarterback no matter what, and uh, they're picking whatever the highest-graded guy is that falls to them. So, you know, even if uh, off chance that – Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and maybe C.J. Stroud gets picked third overall by a team that trades up for him, they're going to get either Levis or Hendon Hooker with that next pick. So uh, the one that is best on the board right now is going to be C.J. Stroud. Yeah, and I think and out of you've all got the, the Seahawks. I just want to say about C.J., I feel like out of all the quarterback prospects, he he has the, the, the safest floor, right? He is the most – look like the most NFL-ready – in college now not all that he's got the size he's yeah. got the speed he's got the arm you know every other quarterback has some negative draw to him right like the big one being bryce young small 5 mm. 10 5 11 anthony richardson not really an accurate passer no cj stroud is like the safest guy that you could possibly put behind center well i'm gonna go we're gonna talk about the seahawks which what a a fleece of a deal the, the Seahawks got with the the, the Russell Wilson uh, trade, um, who has absolutely fell off a, an insane cliff. Denver would love this pick right now, um, but got to give credit to Pete Carroll. He he, no matter who he has in house, he always finds a way to be competitive. They have a very young and exciting roster. Um, I I know I see the needs at, at offensive uh, on the offensive line, but it, it's interior presence that you're needing. I don't see the value there at five. I see a phenomenal value there with Jalen Carter falling to the Seahawks. 
um, one of the the best prospects in this draft, regardless of position. Grading him very similar to Quinnen Williams when he came out of college. Very, very powerful. Um, kind of reminds me, uh, you know, who was their big nose guard that they had for a while over there? Uh, I don't know. The Seahawks love Puka, to play. Puka. Is it Puna Ford? Puka Ford? Puna yeah. Ford. Yeah, that's his name. Reminds me of, of a guy like that, but has a lot more potential, I think. Um, just a, a stout-nosed defender up the middle. I think he fits the, the Seahawks build, who is a very physical team, wants to get after you. Um, and Jalen Card, one of uh, the best prospects going to five. I think the Seahawks are going to be one of those benefit factors of, of the fact that three of those teams in the top five picks need quarterbacks desperately. So uh, I think Seahawks luck out here and will be running to draft or to the podium to select Jalen Carter. Uh, I've got the lions next. Um, lions are kind of hard to project. They did just trade away a cornerback that they drafted in the top five picks to the Falcons. Um, can't think of his name from Ohio state. Uh, and I really see a huge need here because I mean, they have cam Sutton they have Emmanuel Mosley, which is a great number three, but they really don't have a corner that you can just put on an island. And I'm seeing a lot of Devin Witherspoon being drafted pretty highly. I think the other big corner is going to be Christian Gonzalez. Hmm. And it really just depends on, on what they like more. And I look at their head coach, fighting kneecaps, right? You're going to go with the more aggressive guy uh, in the secondary, and that's going to be Devin Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon. Uh, has been phenomenal over the last season. He's super, super aggressive, kind of a smaller guy that you wouldn't expect, but plays really, really big. Um, allowed a completion on 35.5% of his targets. I think he's a guy that's kind of jumped Christian Gonzalez in recent weeks just because uh, it seems like a lot of teams are really just falling in love uh, with Devin Witherspoon. And, and that Illinois secondary was really, really good last season. But he was the bright, the, the biggest bright spot of that group, a guy who deserves to go within the top 10. I've seen a lot of people uh, in like a month ago, they had Devin Witherspoon as kind of a distant second cornerback, kind of a guy being picked in the 15s, the 25s. Uh, he's going to be he's he's gotten a pretty big rise and I'm excited to see. Uh, just how much of a rise he is. I think he is the best cornerback on the board, and I think he fits what the Lions want to do in the secondary. All right. Well, um, one of my least favorite teams in the league, the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I, I think it says QB needs right there. I think they like Garoppolo. I feel like you, you'll see them take a, a, a developmental quarterback later in the in in the um sorry later in the in the draft um i've seen a lot of devin witherspoon following uh to seven who raiders definitely need some some uh secondary help they also have one of the worst offensive lines it, it colton miller it's it, and it's, it's colton miller and it's it um i think they find him his running mate on the other side uh i i would have liked devin witherspoon here i think but Going number number one tackle right now off the board. I like Peter Skaronski here. I think it makes sense. Um, they they need whoever they have back there. Uh, they they need to protect them. Guys have no time. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the most uh, best. You know on off script plays, getting out of the the 
the um, pocket. He's going to need some time to do, to throw to, you know, they got some new weapons over there. They brought in Jacoby Myers, who I don't think is going to solve much problems. But uh, anyway, he's going to need time to throw. I think Peter Skaronsky, he he fills a big need. It's more, I think, what's left there. I, I would have liked Devin Witherspoon, but big old 33-inch arms from Skaronsky. Um, could play some guard if necessary, so I think he gives you some mild position flexibility. Uh, only six pressures allowed during his collegiate career on 474 pass snaps, so you got a good pass blocker there. Um, coming from Northwestern, we know – very well that 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 program is pro- producing a lot more quality players uh most recently Rayshon Slater uh from the Wildcats so i think you see peter kind of you know continuing that trend of northwestern putting quality players in, into the nfl right now on the other uh side of the ball i think the falcons have done a lot to their defense this offseason they've added a lot of pieces but oh, yeah, I still wow. don't think that they have like a legit pass rusher that they can really rely on. Clayus Campbell has gotten a really, really old. Um, he's going to be like 35 or 36, something like that. Um, they've got Lorenzo Carter, who's also kind of getting old over there. Uh, Caden Ellis, they signed Arnold Ebicati. I don't know how to say his name, but they really are missing a legitimate pass rusher. So I'm probably going to go and give them a pass rusher because I feel like there's such a, a strong up group up at the top. And I think the one that I'm going to give to them is going to be Tyree Wilson. Uh, Tyree Wilson, I think, is just a, a different animal. It, it seems like uh, he is the, the consensus number two pass rusher on the board. A lot of people are thinking so. I ended up having eight sacks last season, six sacks this season. Uh, gets after the quarterback. Uh, and he's a uh, under-the-radar run defender as well. Uh, I think that's kind of a, a secondary thing you're you're looking at with him. Uh, but overall, you're talking about a player who's just insanely large. He's got, he's got a huge frame. He's one of the longest defensive ends in this class. He's big, 275 pounds. Uh, and he's got a, a really good um, uh, arsenal of pass rush moves that's really going to be able to, to help the Falcons' defense kind of overcome that hump. And, and make them kind of dangerous on defense again, something that they haven't really been in a little bit. So I'm going to take uh, Tyree Wilson for the uh, Falcons. Looking at the Bears. Hmm. What do the Bears need? I'm talking about value. This one's tough. I feel like... I feel like they now- need offensive playmakers they need offensive line they need, they need um so they need some guys to help their quarterback out it's kind of my thought process when it comes to them they also need like a ton of offensive line help as well yeah um well i'm gonna go let's give we need to protect justin fields um i feel like the bears have neglected that offensive line rebuild for a long time i think you could also uh, make a, a if either Jalen Carter or one of those top edge guys falls, I could see that being the pick here. Uh, but based on how our draft is going, I think I'm going to go with the hmm, where I lost it. I 
I don't think Bijan makes a whole lot of sense here. Where did it go? I'm blanking. Uh, Paris Johnson. Um, th there it is. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't find it. I hear a lot of hype for Paris Johnson right now. Um, Skaronsky, through most of the offseason, was like the number one overall tackle. You're hearing a lot of hype coming into draft day for Paris Johnson. Um, I think you can you might see either one of them go one, two off the board um, with the next best just makes fits. Uh, I think he's the next. I think he's the best player that makes sense for the Bears here. Um, not 14 pressures given up and 449 pass blocking snaps, not as elite as Skaronsky, but the dude is big, 6'6", 310 pounds. All the physical boxes are there. Um, and has the potential of adding even a little more size if necessary. They want to bounce him inside. Don't do it, but he can add some weight um, as, you know, an anchoring right tackle. I um, think he could definitely – you see that run block there slightly better than his, his pass blocking grade. I, I think he makes a lot of sense for the Bears, who I think need help in the trenches desperately. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. I think they need to, like, build from the inside out and really kind of solidify their offensive line and defensive line. Mm. Um, and I think it makes a lot of sense for them to go tackle here because, like, Justin Fields was as great of a rusher as he was last year because he was running constantly for his life. Right. So I think it's really important that they go and, and they solidify that. Uh, with the Eagles, uh, Eagles are going to be kind of tough. Uh, they lost a lot of pieces from their Super Bowl run last year. Uh, but one one of the names that I actually really like going top 10 that isn't really being mocked enough is Bijan. The, the Eagles really need to, to find a running back for them. And I think Bijan Robinson makes a lot of sense for them because they're, you've got Rashad Penny and Kenneth Gainwell. Neither player has really shown uh, – Penny has, like, shown that he can play that role, but he's constantly injured. And he was kind of a slow bloomer for the Seahawks last season. And Gainwell hasn't really had that uh, bellhouse type of role uh, for him. And if you get Bijan, you take a lot of pressure. Like, it makes it really dangerous because Jalen Hurts is so good with his feet. But when you actually have like a legitimate rushing threat to go with Devontae Smith, to go with uh, A.J. Brown, to go with Dallas Goddard, like you're really making yourself a well-rounded um, offense. And having that run game with Bijan there, uh, I, I think it would really make them dynamic and it would take so much pressure off the passing game. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is a bad passer but I really think having a, a legitimate running threat will just open up more in the back end for him. You'll see a lot more plays getting open deep downfield uh, because Bijan's going to demand so much attention. And it hurts me because I really want Bijan for the Chargers. I don't think he's going to get out of the top 10. Uh, I think a team's going to look at him and be like, we could like we could make this work. right? We can create an offense around the strengths of Bijan because he does so many things well. And I, I'm really surprised you're not seeing a lot more of him going as high as Saquon did uh, a couple of years back. Yeah, and I, I'm very curious why we aren't seeing the same type of hype for, for B. John, who I think at least in, as a collegiate player, the routes that this kid could run on top of uh, uh, the physical running style, uh, I, I don't think it's being talked about enough. Um, and I, I don't... I think 10 is the farthest he falls where we're, we have to wait and see. But um, yeah, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense there. 
I've seen a lot of Will Levies at 11 to the Titans. I understand it. Um, I've also heard early on in the draft process that they were in love with Anthony Richardson. I Here's just, my thing. Before you go and make your pick, right? Yeah. I, I want to ask this question. Did they not just draft Malik Willis? That's my, yes. That's my point. Like, it doesn't make sense for me why they would do that. No, I, I don't think quarterbacks here is the, the pick here. Um, they have Ryan Tannehill, who I think is the, the going to be the backup here at this point. I see them bringing in uh, maybe like a a journeyman, uh, a journeyman type of vet to also add to the competition. I think they've kind of put their eggs in, in one basket in the, in the form of Malik Willis. I feel like they, the organization wants to build around him. Um, they traded away A.J. Brown to move up and grab Traylon Burks last year. I think they have Kyle Phillips in-house. Um, Derrick Henry is there for the time being. I think if you go playmaker here, um, man, I'm going back and forth between 9 and 10. I, I think receiver is, the, is a more attractive pick. They, they've done it the last couple of years. I think it adds more. I, I, I think it's going first receiver off the board. The guy who's kind of overtake just taking a, a stronghold on that wide receiver one talk, Jackson Smith and Najiba. Um, I just think I think this is what is going to get fans excited. Uh, I don't think Tennessee fans are, are very excited with, with what they have going on right now. I don't think uh, Dalton Kincaid or one of the top tight end prospects here gets people as excited. I think this is a, a, a pick that gets people buzzing, that gets people talking. Um, and I think that's what you want for the Titans right now. You're not one player away from being competitive. I think Smith and Jiba makes a lot of sense. Um, he caught 95 passes for almost 1,600 yards and nine scores in 2021 as a sophomore. He has that uncoachable route running ability. He just kind of naturally knows how to shake and bake up there at the top of his route tree, how to stem people, a great release. So I, I think he has all the skills to, to succeed in the NFL. Um, and so I think the Titans go receiver at, at a number at pick 11. You know, the reason I think Jackson Smith and Jigwa has gotten so much hype recently and has kind of taken over as that wide receiver one is he doesn't have any weaknesses, right? Like you look yeah. at Jordan Addison, like people are really afraid of this guy being under 170 pounds. He's six foot. He's got great run after catch ability, has a 1600 yard season underneath him, offers a lot, but that inability to to block downfield, that inability to really stay healthy, and he hasn't shown to be like like a, a an injury risk, right? You're just projecting somebody who's under 170 pounds playing with men who are getting tackled by guys that literally weigh twice as much as him, right? Like that's a scary concept. Yeah, and he doesn't have the drops issues or the rawness that Quentin uh, uh, Johnson has, so. I mean, if you look at this class on the high end, right, like where does Jackson Smith and Jigba rank as compared to Garrett Wilson of last year or Chris Alave? By the way, he had much better season than both of those first round draft picks last year on the same team. Um, if you really look at Jackson Smith and Jigba and, you know, what he provides, he's the safest guy you could possibly pick. He's got a high floor. And he's got an even higher ceiling. So I think it makes a lot of sense 
uh, to, to go and take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, for the Texans, Texans are kind of hard um, yeah. because I, I think they need a lot of different pieces. Uh, I was thinking that Jackson Smith and Jigba might not make sense if he's already gone. Uh, I think offensively, they've built a pretty decent offensive line. Uh, they've just signed Laramie Tunsil to a huge contract. Um, they drafted Kenyon Green last year to play guard. He was the first offensive guard taken in last year's draft. Uh, they traded for Shaq Mason. Uh, I think where they're missing is going to be uh, center Scott Quisenberry. Probably not the best starter, but a, a, a serviceable guy there. Uh, Titus Howard has not played well. So I'm going to go and get them a right tackle. I'm going to go and get them Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright's raised up a lot of draft boards himself. Really, really good player. And you're, you're talking about a team that just took a quarterback, uh, Anthony Richardson, and now you got to protect them, right? Make sure that he doesn't have to use that port for speed as much as he's going to. Uh, he's a power guy. He's got a lot of experience playing at Tennessee, played in kind of a weird offense uh, with the, the volunteers, but overall like has a lot of experience played really, really well against some elite competition here. They're talking about Will Anderson uh, against Alabama. Uh, his hand usage is really, really good. So I'm going to go ahead and take Darnell Wright and give them uh, some some strength on the outside, on, on the edges. All right. Well, Green Bay Packers, I think before this, this week. Pick. <laughs> right. I think before this week, um, right, with the Jets picking there, you could go a lot of different ways. But with the Green Bay Packers selecting now at 13 with no Aaron Rodgers in-house, shipped him off to the Jets for this pick. Um, you got Christian Watson. You got Romeo Dobbs. Um, could use a, a, a new receiver. Could also use a, a new tight end. Um, don't know. Don't recognize any of these names. I think they got a solid running back core between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, one of the more dynamic, more elite duos we have in the game right now you got to go replace you know mr anti-vaxxer um and with will levies still on the board in this scenario i think they go and get their new franchise quarterback um hold on and- now well they got a franchise quarterback though don't they i mean he's expected to be their starter they drafted him in the first round they haven't had a chance to see him play yeah. I don't know if the Packers are going to move on from Jordan Love. Jordan Love needs to play. grooming him. You're right. I just grooming don't... him. At least not this year. I'm gonna. I gotta stop you. I can't let you have them take Will Levis when they have an unproven okay. got kid on a rookie contract with a fifth year option next year. I got. All right. Pull up the tackles. Let me see who 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 do we who has gone off the tackle list. All right, so for tackles, you've got Briar you go. Jones, you've got Anton Harrison. Both those guys are first-round draft picks. Uh, they have some wide receiver needs. They have a tight end need. Um, also, if you're just thinking about value with who's still on the board right now, uh, you've got Christian Gonzalez still in here, somebody Ooh. a lot of people are expecting to be a top-five pick. You've got Nolan Smith. Uh, you've got Miles Murphy. You got a lot of edge help, uh, and then the, I think the biggest need for them is going to be at wide receiver. You have Jordan Addison, Quinton Johnson, and Zay Flowers there. So their right tackle is Josh Neiman. I don't even know who that is. 
Um, they've got Christian Watson, who they drafted in the second round last year. Romeo Dobbs seemed to have made some some progress. All right. Um, so I'm going to do this then. Just based off of – I think receiver makes a lot of sense from what we're hearing. People aren't super into – high on this receiver class for whatever reason. I like all three of those guys there. I'm going back to your original point. They've been letting Jordan Love sit for so long. I think you got Bach on the left side. That makes a lot of sense. I'm going Broderick Jones. Uh, I'm kind of going down the, the value board here, going just on the fact that if you're going to give Jordan Love a, a decent shot, I think you need some more tackle help. I think Broderick Jones... Um, I don't think people are as high on Project Jones as, as they need to be. Coming out of Georgia, um, a, a hard-nosed, physical tackle. I think it makes a lot of sense uh, sliding over to right tackle. He played left tackle for the Bulldogs, but he, he's a physical run blocker. Um, high, high-quality grade from PFF, at, at least in college. And so I, I think it, it's time to invest around Jordan Love, if that's your guy, that's your guy. I think receiver makes a lot of sense. I'm just gonna go Broderick Jones, um, because I, I like it. I, yeah, I, I think I like it, makes it too much sense just listening to what you had to say. Yeah, at 14, I, I I feel like the Patriots like to trade back in just about every draft, <laughs> every yeah. high draft pick they're in. They it never seemed to really pull too many first round draft picks. But I'm looking at a guy, Christian Gonzalez, who a lot of teams are thinking gonna go really high and we have him falling pretty drastically. I mean, a guy that was expected to be the third defensive player off the board going at pick 14. Wow. You're talking about value. I can't imagine um, uh, Belichick passing on Christian Gonzalez being available there. Mm. You've got the jets. The jets did flips uh, uh, draft picks with the Packers. Uh, Jets have some needs. They filled their most important one, which is at uh, uh, quarterback when they traded for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, here it says that they need a tackle. They need a linebacker. Of the tackles still available, you've got Anton Harrison, Dewan Jones. Uh, linebackers, kind of a, a hard hard pass on a first-round linebacker, but they do have um, – at the top of the list, Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders, mm-hmm. Diane Henley, uh, Trenton Simpson. Uh, all those guys I've seen kind of flip between the first and second rounds. But I don't necessarily know if any of them are first rounders. So who do you got? So let's go back to value. Um, let's go back to value. Yeah, I think I see my guy right there. Let me see. Yeah, Nolan Smith, Kalija Cansey, Brian Branch, Miles Murphy. Hmm. Let me pull up the Jets, Jets depth chart because I don't think this pick makes much sense after I'm thinking about it. It's kind of hard because I feel like a lot of the players that they did want uh, are have kind of already come off the board a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they look. They have a bunch of tight ends. That doesn't make sense. Let me take a look at. <laughs> this one's rough. Um, going down the list, linebacker. Yeah, I tried talking, giving you a chance to look up their depth yeah. chart and try to figure okay. out who they wanted to take. That's so hard. That's what I'm going with. Um, I just think the best 
the best available player that makes sense for the Jets. Um, need some deep over the top safety help. I'm going Brian Branch there out of Alabama. Ooh, what PFF calls one. the the definition of a football player, which I love that. Um, and it, he brings you a little bit of, uh, of everything you're looking for. Um, could slide him up to the, the money type of role like um, D- Derwin James plays. He's a physical guy, likes to get after it. Uh, only four missed tackles and 174 tackle attempts at Alabama. As sure of a tackler as you can get, um, this Jets defense was getting burnt left and right last year. Uh, I, I think they got a nice defense developing, um, and I think Brian Branch makes a lot of sense. So I'm going Brian Branch there uh, to the Jets. I can't fault that. Um, the commanders are taking a quarterback. They got that Sam Howell. They drafted Sam Howell in the third round last year, or maybe it was like the fourth round. It was kind of later. Um, they got Jacoby Brissett. They have a lot of wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. Uh, they've got a combination of Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Uh, I think they, they could go offensive line help. Uh, I think that more than likely, though, um, getting some competition out of Will Levis for, and Sam Howell and have them kind of battle it out and trade the one away that you don't want could be a, a route that they could go. Uh they also could go tight in here. You're, you're looking at Dalton Kincaid being here available. Um, they have Logan Thomas. Uh, makes it kind of hard to go defense when I feel like they need a build around their quarterback because they haven't gotten their quarterback situation figured out. Uh, Will Levis falling to them at 16 uh, makes a lot of sense, but I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm going to take Hendon Hooker. Nice. Ooh. So I like Hendon Hooker more than I like Will Levis. I think a lot of people are talking about Will Levis and his massively strong arm. Uh, and I don't really like it, to be honest. I don't really like Will Levis. I like having somebody who can be a little bit immobile. Uh, I like somebody who's shown that they can win, and Kentucky was not a winner, uh, even though they didn't have all the those assets. But Hendon Hooker uh, played really, really well over the last two seasons. Uh, and I, I think he's going to surprise people and come, become a first-round draft pick. I don't see a whole lot of people very on the Will Levis train. I just think he's being hyped because he's got some traits, but nobody seems to like him. So let the fall for Will Levis continue to keep sliding. Okay. I can see it happening. Um, this is going to be an interesting draft. I'm, I'm getting excited just going through this with you. Let's see. Steelers at 17. I don't see the tackle value there is not not there for me. Linebacker with, with, with this class doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you're scrolling by my guy, which Deontay Banks to to the Steelers at 17. A a team who loves defensive physical football players. Um they just signed Patrick Peterson this offseason. Uh got Alex. Highsmith on the other side. I think you go and get Patrick Peterson or a, a running mate over on, on the, the weak side of the field. Um, that dude's an athlete. I, I'm excited. I think he, his tape is very, very fun to watch. A guy who ran a 4-3, 40-yard dash at the 42-inch vertical, 11-foot, 4-inch broad jump. This this is an athlete, um, and I think he adds a the, – the Steelers are a very, very – physical defense historically 
you need some some influence uh, of some just pure athleticism. And I think Deontay Banks out of Maryland uh, gives the Steelers everything they're looking for uh, to help solidify their d- defensive backfield. All right. For the Lions, uh, kind of just going off some needs here, going off some athleticism. I know he's going to be like 25 years old when this season starts, but he is the most dynamic tight end. Dalton Kincaid would help the Lions so much, especially since they traded away their 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 really, really good tight end last year. Uh, you've got a team that's got a lot of speed with Jameson Williams on the outside. They've got like a true number one wide receiver in Amon Ross, St. Brown. They've got a backfield combination of DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery. I feel like this offense is only missing one piece to be like at a Super Bowl caliber level in terms of uh, on-field talent. Even their offensive line is stacked. Taylor Decker, uh, Penny Sewell being on the edges, Jonah Jackson, Graham Glasgow, Frank Ragnar, who was made the, the highest paid center in the NFL. Uh, this offense is missing like a, a quarterback that can really take them to that next level. And Jared Goff seems to be able to do just enough. They are missing a tight end. And I don't know how you don't take Dalton Kincaid, who's got so much ability as a receiver, maybe not the ability you want as a blocking tight end. I'm not really too worried about the medicals. Uh, he ended up playing through it and during the um, during the the back end of the season, took the combine off, got healthy, which actually kind of helps his draft stock because I think you know what Dalton Kincaid can do. So I'm going to give Dalton Kincaid to the Lions, take him out of the Chargers, even thoughts of drafting because I know he's being mocked quite a bit there. Uh, next on the board is going to be the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are probably trading back here, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to go ahead and let you make that decision. I know Will Levis is on the board. They also have a quarterback there that they've been grooming. Uh, where, do you, where do the Buccaneers go? They just got Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't think you see back-to-back tight ends go. Um, I'm going value here. I think it makes sense. Um I really, really like Kalijah Kansi, his game. Um, I'm going Kalijah Kansi there, help solidify the interior defense for for Tampa Bay. Um, I I know he's undersized, but he knows how to get after quarterbacks. You're going to need that, especially with all of these great quarterbacks coming up through the league right now, uh, six foot. Yeah. But 280 pounds led all interior defenders, um, this past fall with the, the best rushing grade. You see that 92 for Jesus. Um, and so I think it makes a lot of sense. You're going to get back to a physical brand of Tampa Bay defense who since the, the, they, they've been good, but they haven't been as dominant as they were when they went on that, that Super Bowl run. Um, I, can't, I think Cansey helps bring back that physicality. And if he could add a little bit more to um, the run side of things, uh, I, I think you got a really, really great. Here's my question. Here. Do you, th- do you think he fits the mold of what the Buccaneers look for as on a, a, a defensive an interior defensive lineman? Because they always seem to go big boys, right? They like big boys. No. Um, but that's that's kind of why I went here. This is why I'm going for for this pick. Um, pass rush with these these quarterbacks coming through the the league are more and more important each day. Um, taking a look at their 
the defense that they already have in house via Veda or, or yeah, via Veda, big dude, Greg Gaines, big guys, Logan Hall, Patrick O'Connor, some big DNs. What we where and Vita Vea can get after the pass rusher or get after the quarterback, but not the same way that Kalijah Kansi does. I think it just gives you a little more potent, uh, uh, rotate. I, I think it gives the Buccaneers more chance to exploit mismatches. And so on third and longs, you insert Kalijah Kansi there, and on third and shorts, it, it's Vita Vea's uh, role. So I like it. I don't think it fits the mold, but I, I think it makes sense here based on value and how this draft is going. Um, I just don't see they're not Will Levy's. I don't think makes sense here. I, I think they like Kyle Trask. I think they brought in Baker to be Trask's backup. Um, I'm holding off on Nolan Smith because that's my dream pick to at 21. Um, I think you adding another edge rusher. Would make sense. Um, I think Miles Murphy is a phenomenal pick there. But I'm going Kalaja Kansi just off of that. He's gaining a lot of hype right now. I think he he's can do a lot of so much hype. He's so good at getting after the quarterback. And I think he could do a lot of things. Um, I don't think he fits the mold, but I think the 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 Buccaneers kind of a, go away from just scheme fit and go for a grab a great football player falling to them at 19 because of the, what's stacked up in front of them. Um, that's that's my pick. I'm sticking with it. And we can keep I it going you. with the Seahawks. With pick 20, the Seattle Seahawks are going to pick Steve Avila, offensive guard from TCU. I feel like what the a sexy Seahawks pick. – I, I feel it is. It really is. He's a big, <laughs> massive guy, and he kind of fits that mold of what um, uh, their head coach, uh, Pete Carroll, likes on an offensive lineman. They haven't really done a really great job of finding and developing offensive line. They've kind of redone it in recent years. Uh, they drafted Charles Cross last season and Abraham Lucas. Uh, they had two rookies starting on the edges for them last year. Damian Lewis is in like his third year. Uh, they still have Joey Hunt on, in the center and Evan Brown. And really, you can decide what you want to do with Steve Avila uh, after because he played center, he played left guard, he played right guard for TCU. Uh, I think his future is probably at guard, but he's a day one starter at center for you and offers that flexibility to play inside or out. And he's a massive human being. Big reason why they uh, they made it into the College Football National Championship was just having an explosive run game between the tackles. And Avila was that that road grader in front of you every single time. A guy who is not getting enough first round hype, and he's good. I don't think people understand just how good he is. He's my top interior offensive lineman. Uh, it, as a true offensive lineman, he's that guy. So. I'm giving them Steve Avila and getting them some beef up front. Uh, they also recently took uh, in this mock draft, Jalen Carter. So they're going big uh, on the interior of their offensive defensive line here pretty early. We got the chargers up next. you kind of already gave your hand to me what they're going to be doing. So who, who are the chargers pick with their, their 21st overall pick. And so, and, and here's the, my reasoning we've seen the chargers go back to back drafts all in on the offensive line rebuild. Um, Staley's talked about how he wants to be an in the trench type of team. It's time to send the same type of 
attention to the defensive line. Um, a line that has some some good quality players at the top of the depth chart desperately needs some some fallback plans for the aging superstars, uh, the Joey Bosa and and, and um, Khalil Mack. And so, to me, edge here. Being able to add the next great Chargers edge defender on a rookie contract with, which is now the the, I think the the most important position on the defense right now, uh, with Herbert's extension looming, with all these difficult roster decisions, I think adding a young player with elite potential at the most important defensive position just provides too much value. Now, my dream fit here for the Chargers specifically is Nolan Smith. I love Will Anderson. Don't think he 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 falls past the top four picks. I think Tyree Wilson is the best pure pass rusher. I think people are going to fall in love with the sack numbers. I think he goes in the top 10. I think Lucas Vaness makes the most sense of, of falling in the top four guys. I like Miles Murphy. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I'm going Nolan Smith because I think he's the best run defender um, uh, of the guys who I think could could fall. Um, we know the Chargers woes there, and I, I, and I know he, 2021 was a great year for, for, for Nolan Smith was a big part of that championship season, 53 tackles, eight for eight tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. He was on an absolute terrorist senior season with just eight games with seven tackles for loss, three sacks ended up tearing his pectoral, but still had a really great showing of that athletic prowess with the 43940, a 41 inch vertical, very great athlete, exceptional and explosive first step, um, knows how to just punch guys, uses his leverage just naturally low um, and uses knows how to punch guys, get them off and controls reps. He, he's great, great run defender. And if he gets just a little bit of the Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa pass rush to fall on off of him, uh, you got a really great player. And so edge is, is my my number one position that I hope falls. If one of those top four guys get there, I'm going to go for him. I really, really like Nolan Smith's fit here, especially how our board, our board is falling right here. I don't disagree with Nolan Smith. He's not my favorite edge rusher, and I honestly – I want to see a little more size than what Nolan Smith provides. Now he overcomes it, right? Like you said, he's, he's one of the best run defenders and he's not the mm-hmm. biggest guy. I personally like having a little bit more size, like a miles Murphy, like a Van Ness. And I think that they're better scheme fits, but Nolan Smith as a speedy, like he is fast. He is quick right off the line. He can, pursuit backside really really well and then he does offer quite a bit i just worry that there is a uh there's a pretty low floor on him with that size uh because if you get him heavier you kind of take away what makes him a little bit dynamic um and because of that floor like he he probably offers the most bust potential of those edge rushers as well so that's kind of the scary part with nolan smith I personally, I love Jordan Addison. I think that they are already connected to him because their um, defensive backs coach helped recruit him at Pitt. Um, I think Jordan Addison is kind of my my favorite pick of the bunch. I would say it's Bijan, Jordan Addison, 
are like my top two guys. I really think that we need to go either wide receiver uh, or edge. I mean, edge is the next most important position to me. So wide receiver, edge, and and worry about whatever else after that. But I, I can't really fault you for Nolan Smith because I get it, right? I understand it. Uh, with the Ravens pick, and I kind of just want to speed through these a little bit faster, maybe not talk so much about each pick. Uh, I think that the Ravens probably could go wide receiver here. Uh, I don't think that they like who's on the board, and I think they're probably going to turn their attention over to the secondary uh, and if I had to guess, I know Joey Porter is kind of the, the higher, greater cornerback in this class. People I really don't right think now. I love him quite as much. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of issues with him. I'm going to go Emmanuel Forbes, kind of a surprise pick. He's a small corner who's got a lot of turnovers. So I'm giving them Emmanuel Forbes. All right. We'll, we'll stop the the sliding then of, I know, your your, your favorite receiver crush here. Giving um, Jay Jettis some help, um, at Jordan Addison, the Wolitkenhoff winner. I, I I know there's some hesitation uh, on him. If he falls to this pick, that I, I feel like you got to go get you got to go get Jettis a, a a running mate so he doesn't have to draw as much attention. Um, and I think it just makes the Vikings a little more dangerous. So close to to making a deep playoff run last year. Um, so they got a lot of pieces. I think receiver here, adding to that core building around those two, um, gives gives Minnesota a nice place to start. Uh, the Jaguars really have a, like a really good defense. I kind of want to go Miles Murphy, but they have Josh Allen. They have Trayvon Walker. They have Caleb on Chasen. I, I just don't see the value there. Um, I'm looking for players that are, are a little bit older. Really not seeing too many of them. Uh, let's go to the offensive line real quick. Anton Harrison is the pick. That is definitely the pick. Anton Harrison, super athletic as a as a tackle. Uh, Walker Little is not. Um, I wouldn't say Walker Little has a whole lot of hype behind him. Uh, Cam Robinson almost less. I think he's only on a one year contract. Uh, I think Anton Harrison slides in as their right tackle this season. Potentially moves over to the left side. Uh, so they get offensive line help. All right. Um, let me pull up their draft. I, I I think me. We got so many good receivers at this point in the draft. They they love Daniel Jones. You've seen that re- resurgence of, of Saquon Barkley last year. Um, they got Darren Waller. I think you. Their most important need it's right there, number one. So let's go, Zay Flowers. At 25, I think that Brian is tremendous value for a player like Zay Flowers, um, a guy that I know a lot of Charger fans are high on. Um, would not mind him being the, the pick at 21, but one of the best separators in this class. Giants desperately need some receiver help. If Daniel Jones is the future, he's going to need someone to throw to. Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller, they can't take all the pass catching. You need somebody on the outside. To, to push defenses. And I think Zay Flowers makes a lot of sense at 25 for the Giants. At 26, the Cowboys are going to take Michael Mayer. I think that just makes a lot of sense. It's a yeah. huge hole that they have. And I, you're seeing a lot of reports of the Cowboys really like Michael Mayer. I think they like Kincaid as well. Uh, Kincaid's already gone. 
Uh, but Michael Mayer kind of fits the mold of what the Cowboys want in the tight end, a guy who's able to get downfield and, and block really, really well. Guy who could also open it up in the passing game, a reliable threat for Dak Prescott, uh, kind of like a, a nice safety uh, wheel for him. So Cowboys get another offensive piece. I feel like this whole draft is a lot of offensive players. It just seems to be coming out that way. Not yeah. really sure why. Um but I'll let you go ahead and find the Bills. I don't know. There's a couple different routes the Bills could go. What do you think the Bills do? Hmm. Let's see here. Scroll down a little bit for me. Uh, They have a lot of pass rushers. I feel like they could use some offensive line help. I feel like they could use a guy like Jamar Gibbs. It would be a lot of fun for them. Uh, Maisie Smith. Darnell Washington has been getting some first round hype. I don't understand it or get it, but yeah, that would um, be fun for them. I'm gonna go. I think you know you let Connor McGovern go. You are kind of hurting up front at, uh, on that offensive line interiorly. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of interior guys go, so I think some values there. Let me figure out my guy. I'm going Cyrus Torrance. Oh, you're right there. Um, I think I one of the top, going with it. top center in the in, in the draft uh, got to replace McGovern. Um, ho- hopefully, get him in early and allow him to start developing a rapport with uh, Josh Allen because that that center to quarterback relationship is, is so important. Hey, but you're going to see Torrance play guard. He he needs he's going to play guard. Um, six foot five, three hundred forty seven pounds, a really big, overpowering a fun prospect, I think. Um, and I think he fits the mold of a guy that the, the, the bills value as just a, a hard nosed football player. Um, so I'm going Torrance to the bills. All right. Uh, for the, the Bengals, I'm going to have a little bit of fun here. Uh, I'm going to take Jamari Gibbs. Uh, I think there's been a lot of talk about, uh, whether or not, their running back is going to be around next season. You know, there's there's been a lot of talk about him being a potential trade candidate. Um, there's been talks about some of the off-field issues he's had in the past, uh, and he's kind of just the only guy back there, and they don't really have a contingency plan for him if he leaves next season. Jamari Gibbs is that contingency plan and a guy that they can really use to kind of limit the, the workload that um, I can't think of their running back's name. Uh, Bengals running back, uh, Mixon, Joe Mixon. I, I, I don't know if Joe Mixon is going to be there next year, right? Like there's been a lot of, a lot of talk about a lot of different things with Joe Mixon. Jamari Gibbs gives him that, that pass catching back. That'll help Joe Burrow be that, that, uh, that dump off man for, for him. Uh, and I think Jamari Gibbs has a lot of speed, uh, really good in space. So if he's your, your threat, there i mean that's going to be really exciting for the Bengals, who are already got a top-notch offense saints let's see i i think interior offensive line i i get it but i i just don't see the value at 29 um just with i i think they like eric mccoy i think they believe in andrews pete rebuilding caesar ruiz they like i think they're set at tackles for a little while uh right here 
staring you in the face, man. Okay. I, I think go Miles Murphy. Grab him. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's athlete. such a good pick for them. And he's a guy also talking about the the top four edge defenders right now, or top five edge defenders in in this draft. Are you can kind of flip flop them, and it, it's really going to be scheme fit. Wh- what you know, a, a lot of it's going to be character and locker room fits. Um, I think you could go one through five and and rotate them and make after after number one. Uh, I think you can make a legitimate case for all of them. Miles they lost Murphy. Marcus Davenport, right? Like that's the big guy that they lost. Like that's why this pick becomes so easy. Is you got Cam Jordan, who's like was, in 32, 33. Oh, and then they there. drafted Peyton Turner last year, who's kind of a backup for them, right? Like I think going edge for them would make so much sense for a team that's constantly in trouble with the salary cap and needs to get younger in an expensive position. Expensive position and a guy who's who's a quality player, right? 76 pressures in the last two years. Um, thinks he makes a lot of sense. And he has some inside-out flexibility. You don't need to lock him in at edge. Uh, he could be a big DN for you uh, as well. Uh, with the Eagles, uh, we're coming down to the end of the first round. And we're just going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite second and third round draft picks. Uh, the Eagles are going to be kind of hard to, to figure out what they want to do. I lost my large bag of Epsom salt from the house. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Yeah. Give me a few minutes, babe. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> um, I think that they need to get younger on the defensive line. Uh, you're talking about Brandon Graham, who's like 36 years old. Uh, Derek Barnett, who's, you know, getting close to 30. Uh, Fletcher Cox is not getting any younger. I think it makes a lot of sense for them to, to get younger on the defensive line. I can't let Lucas Van Ness drop out of the the first round. I, I think that would be just terrible to see because I think he's such a good player. Uh, and he can play multiple places on the defensive line. You can line him up outside edge, let him get after the quarterback. You can put him inside, and in, in, especially in that penny front that they like to run, and have him play in that B gap or over the tackle. Lucas Van Ness has got a lot of flexibility. Uh Final pick of the first round, Kansas City Chiefs. You took away Zay Flowers, which I'm super stoked you did for the, for them. Um, who do the Chiefs pick? Yeah, um, I think Edge made a lot of sense. Um, and so I'm going to go – I don't know. I, I feel like Derek Nadi, Chris Jones. Chris Jones is not getting any older. Um, and you're right there, Brian Breesey. The Chiefs are always getting a guy who's gets you know into the draft uh, a whole lot of hype, um, and for whatever reason, they always get quality players even at the end of the the, the draft. Um, and I think I think receiver I don't think makes a whole lot of sense there. I think they're kind of all right on, on cornerback value there. I think Brian Breesy, um, a guy who it doesn't isn't doesn't have the as much hype as Kalijah Kansi, uh, but I think is a very, very solid player um, and gives you a fallback plan um, if and when Chris Jones falls uh, off it, you know, his production level because the guy can't can't produce forever. Look at his drop. I mean, he was expected to be a top 10 pick, and yeah. now he's looking to drop outside of the first round. I think a lot of his medicals came back. 
and that has really changed quite a bit. Um, let's talk about some of our favorite mid-round guys. So uh, I think that the biggest needs for the Chargers, and based off of what they have here, it says that their biggest needs are a wide receiver, linebacker, and cornerback. But they're totally missing edge, which is such a, a vital yeah. piece of what they need. Um, I feel like it'd be it'd be very strange to see them in the first and second round not go wide receiver and edge kind of back to back. It's not in there, Sam. Uh, I so, can see that. Um, I also, I really see with the, and I I get that. For me, I think what Chargers what the Chargers fans want and what they think what they actually need is a speed threat. I get it. I feel like you can address a guy with speed who has some, you know, not maybe the route running capability, which we don't really need, um, who can bring you some yard after catch capability. I feel like you can get him a little later. Um, for me, I'm looking edge tight end best available because we mentioned everything about the edge, especially with Kellen Moore coming in, installing his offense, which is very tight end centric. And the fact that we need to be a better run, a better team running the football and defending the run. Um, I get Staley's philosophy. A big part of our lack of ability to run the football last year was not being able to create mismatches at the tight end position. Um, so to me, I, I'm really going edge. To me, it's edge, tight end, receiver very close. Um, but that, that, that's my dream scenario for the Chargers um, is going edge best available edge tight end and then and then dip, double dipping and going the reverse in, in the second round so here's my thoughts of wide receiver and why i think it's so important is because you're not just getting a number four wide receiver right and ultimately if the chargers do draft a first round guy he's more than likely going to be the fourth guy in the depth chart but you're also getting a punt returner and a kick returner. You've got Jalen Guyton, so he could even be five, right? Mm -hmm. Is it as high of a need as everybody thinks? No, not really. But you got two wide receivers who are going to be against 30 mil against the cap next season. I find it very, very unlikely that the Chargers do not find a replacement at wide receiver who's going to become your wide receiver one. Sure. The problem okay. is there's not very many of them in this draft class. Quentin Johnson, I don't even think Jordan Addison is going to be that guy. I think he's going to – he's very similar to Vontae Smith in terms of just straight, like, overall speed and that agility to go and get open, but still not really a wide receiver one. Um, it's Quentin Johnson and it's Jackson Smith and Jigma are those two guys that really have that potential to go over the top. And then the rest of them are kind of like role players, like Josh Downs, probably one of my favorite small man receivers – I think Cedric Tillman could potentially be that. Uh, Jalen Hyatt kind of reminds me of uh, who was that Texans and Dolphins uh, wide receiver who went to Notre Dame who had all that straight line speed, um, but was always injured. Played with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hmm. Texans um, retired like last year. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure where you're. Where you're going. Anyways, like Jalen Hyatt, it's just kind of a linear athlete, right? Don't know if he really has that. Um, but I'm really looking at wide receiver. I'm looking for a speed threat, right? Mm -hmm. Marvin Mims is a good example. Tyler Scott, Jaden Reed. These are all smaller type of guys. 
that offer a lot of rackability. I think you can find some of that later in the draft. I think Tyler Scott's probably going to go in the late second to third round. Jaden Reed is getting a lot of hype in that third to fourth round range. Um, Parker Washington, another guy that offers a lot of special teams ability as a returner. I think that we have to get that. And if you're not getting a, a top three or four wide receiver at 21, you need to go find it in the second or third round. Um, that's my thought on receiver. I think it, I think it is a big enough need. Uh, I just don't know is it, how much of a need is it as compared to edge when you've got two starters there as well. Uh, as big of a need at tight end when you've got Gerald Everett there, uh, when you've got our, our same exact tight end room as you had last year. So yeah, there isn't any, any first round draft picks where I see this guy's going to come in be a day one starter. Cause I think that our, on the top end of our talent, we have that figured out. Our first round draft pick is going to be a depth pick. Who's going to be a role player. Right. No, absolutely. Um, Hmm. Yeah. I, I like, I like, there's a lot, uh, if we go, there's a lot of edge players at 21 that I'm, a, um, a lot I'm happy with. There's a plenty of guys at 54 that I'm happy with. Same with tight ends. Um, very, I think there's a few receivers that I'm in love with that I think, like you said, makes sense as the contingent plan behind, uh, Keenan Allen. And, you know, if we do need to shed one of either him or Mike Williams, um, contract next season. I think you're, uh, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I, I think those are, those are my top three needs for the chargers, how they address them. Uh, I can't wait till Thursday to see, uh, really excited for this next generation of players to come through. Cause it used to be draft day was like, Oh yeah, let's get our hopes up and then get let down the last couple of seasons for chargers draft, um, has been very, very exciting. And you're starting to see this roster come together. And this is going to be such a crucial year. Because if you don't get four guys in the top four picks that are going to be able to play, we're going to be in a very, very grim position as far as roster construction with all of these contracts looming, with these those massive extensions we just handed out. And that's not even talking about Justin Herbert's super mega deal, uh, which is you know coming any day now. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Um, I I think this is the first draft that we trade back and and get. I'd love to see a second that second and a third. I think that's the route that we need because I I think Wait. the depth is what's important in this draft. There isn't a a guy that you're going to be a plug and play starter in the first round for this team this year. Even yeah. like even J C Jackson looks like he's going to be ready for training camp, which is insane because we weren't expecting to get him back until the middle of the season. And yeah. there's been a lot of talk about him being ready. So corner isn't a big need linebacker. We have that filled, especially since we're only playing one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Brian branch could be a plug and play starter. Um, and Brian branch is going to be more of kind of a slot corner than he is going to be a true deep half safety. Right. Um, Maybe a kick returner, punt returner, but still not a starter at tight end or at a wide receiver. Uh, and I don't think any tight end in this class is going to jump Gerald Everett on the depth chart. So the, there's two there's two players I'm making the pick for. I'm picking Bijan if he's there. I just think that is just too good of a player to, mm-hmm. to walk away from. 
And I really think Jordan Addison, just because I think that there's enough of a connection with the coaching staff to Jordan Addison. He's the type of wide receiver that they want. They can make him a kick returner, punt returner. Outside of those two players, unless somebody like Will Anderson drops, I'm trading back. I'd love to see a Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson <laughs> fall. Um, that would be my dream. Um, uh, I'm excited. Thursday can't come soon enough. Closing marks. Give it, give it to me. Who are your favorite two, three players in this draft class? Uh, period for the Chargers. Just, just period. Just guys that you would love to see be Chargers on draft night. Any uh, round. Uh, man. I, I like Tyler Scott later in the in in. I'm really high on Tyler Scott if he can fall to three for whatever reason because of his size. Um, really was it, it, it really really liked his game. Um, I like Tucker Craft in the second round. A, I think he's one of the more better blockers at the tight end position. I don't think we. I, I think we got red zone mismatch in Donald Parham. I think we got a solid receiver with some 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 yak potential in Gerald Everett. Um, I, I desperately need a mismatch in the blo- in the run game at the tight end position. I think Tucker Graft makes a lot of sense there. Uh, a guy who gets after people can move people in the run game. Um, especially with Kellen Moore trying to implement his, his number, his two tight end set. Um, and I'm hoping that can pop some holes for these running backs that we, we got coming through the ranks. Um, cause our run game was atrocious last year. And I think a big part of it was Trey McKitty's just, uh, regression. Um, I'm still, I still love Nolan Smith's fit as a run defender, um, uh, at, at 21, um, I, I love Quentin Johnson. I don't think it fits for the chargers, but I, I do think that that guy is going to be a great, great receiver at the next level. We talked about, uh, Smith and Jigba who, who's right there, um, in, in terms of, of, of potential as well. Um, I guess that's kind of, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Those are my top guys, right. I'd say. So when I, will, Gibbs, uh... oh, oh, I like, and I, um, we hear a lot about Jamari Gibbs. Think he's a great player. B. John Robinson, great player. Keeping it local with, I really, really love Charbonnet's game as well. Um, excited to see where he goes, even if it isn't in, if he doesn't stay in L.A. Because uh, I think he is going to have a really good year too. I think those three, those three top backs are are exciting. Yeah, for sure. So uh, in terms of running backs, I'll just talk a little bit about the my my guys just by position group. Um, I have really come to like Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears is really, really good. I think uh, he's going to be drafted in the second round, which is wild because I've seen a lot of people. I've even put them him as their number two overall back. Um, guy just, just gets it done. Dwayne McBride, another guy who's raising, risen up quite a bit. You get a chance to watch some of their film. Those are really, really fun guys to watch, kind of um, – Potentially mid-round picks. I know Tank's uh, a, a lot of team players are fans of Tank. Um, I did a lot of work on Josh Downs. Josh Downs is That's incredible fun. because he's a smaller guy. He's got that shiftiness to him, but he is a uh, go up and get it wide receiver too. I'm thinking like like Steve Smith, like one of those guys who just plays much bigger than he is. Not afraid to go over the middle. Uh, this draft in particular has a ton of small 
twitchy type of guys. Not a lot, a whole lot of big guys, right? So your right. big guys is going to be Quentin Johnson, um, Cedric Tillman, and then there's a huge, huge drop off of talent. The rest of those guys that you're going to find that are, are going to be these smaller, twitchy types of guys. I mean, just taking a look, uh, Josh Downs under six foot, Nathaniel Dell under six foot, uh, Rishi Rice under six foot, Marvin Mims under six foot, Michael Wilson, another guy that I've really come to like a lot. Uh, he's a bigger wide receiver, but he's got a lot of injuries behind him. Uh, Tyler Scott, little guy, Jaden Reed, little guy. Um, it's a, it's a Xavier Hutchinson, another little guy. It's a lot of little guys in this draft. I don't think we're going to have any issue finding a small guy who can be that yak wide receiver. Uh, don't love a lot of the tight ends. One of the tight ends I do like Josh Whale uh, from Cincinnati, really good size, really good player. Uh, really low, really, really low on, on a lot of mock drafts, but I really like his game quite a bit. Um, there is one offensive lineman that I'm uh, enamored with, uh, especially since he tore his ACL at the combine. Uh, I really, really, really like, like Andrew Voorhees, one of my guys that you're probably going to find go, you know, third or fourth round. Uh, they have him much lower just because of the injury. I think a team's going to take a chance on him. I think that he tore his ACL early enough where a team may be able to get him back in the middle to the end of the season. Um, defensively, there's a really strong cornerback class. I'm not as high on Joey Porter as a lot of people are. I think he's got a lot of size, but his production, his his ball skills just kind of aren't there isn't going to get you a whole lot of turnovers might play pretty stick sticky man has a lot of the size things uh just not one of my favorite players dj turner four two six fastest cornerback in the draft uh and plays really really physical he's a fun guy to continue to watch um safety class really not that strong um not a whole lot of guys like all of these guys from uh yeah. three down to uh down to here, really interchangeable across all mock drafts. I'm seeing some guys, I've seen uh, Jair Brown go as high as the second round. Uh, Jamie Robinson is probably my favorite safety in this class. Um, Jordan Battle played for um, Alabama. A lot of play, a lot of guys are really enamored with Battle. He was, um, uh, I mean, he went to Alabama and was a five-star recruit and uh, I just don't think that the measurables really match up to the game film quite as much. Uh, and then I guess one last guy I kind of will talk about. Um, I really, really liked um, uh, Tredavious Hodges Tomlinson. Uh, get us a, a, a get us the cousin back, right? So I'd love to see his ball skills come over to the Chargers because I, I really like them a lot. Um, I don't really have anything else to talk about. Um, we will be covering some of the draft. We're giving away a bunch of items. I've got three boxes full of Chargers memorabilia. Uh, go over to our Twitter. Uh, just uh, like, retweet, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you're listening to here. Uh, and we will talk to you guys later. Closing remarks, Zach. Uh, I'll be in attendance for my dub playoff game. Because my team is owned by the Kings, I'm not allowed to wear my gear, so I wore it today. Um, I will be quietly cheering in the rafters, and I can't wait to see Steph Curry in playoff mode in person.
I may actually be there. I will be in uh, San Jose all next week. Uh, and they make it to that next round. I'm there. So we'll see. All right. I right, thank you guys so much for listening. Draft season. Let's out. get some new players. Let's do it.